Hi, I'm Zoe. And I'm Esme. And, and we're, we're too much. much. Ooh, good enough to get back to. Bad enough to bail again. Bit too much that you can't chew. But you're gonna tell your friends. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. <laughs> you're too much. So today we're gonna talk attachment styles. I love it. I'm obsessed. It's all I've been talking about for a week straight. Mm -hmm. It's my entire personality because mm -hmm. I've been listening to the audiobook Attached. And Bye. Do we know? Honestly, I we don't know. I got. I can get it. Okay. It will take two seconds. I know it's two people, like two like professionals. Yes. Two academics. One second. So don't leave yet. You know, you hear attachment styles. You think of all the people on YouTube talking about it out of their ass. Esme has been researching. Okay. So you're gonna gain new insights that you did not have before. If you think you know a lot about it, you're wrong. So well, yeah, I feel like we are two people oh here we got the names okay. amir levine and rachel heller oh beautiful yes um no i feel like before reading well listening yeah. i don't believe that listening to audiobooks is reading what's your take on this well i don't know i used to listen to audiobooks but i honestly can't even like focus on them the same way i can't focus if i'm reading like i do both at the same time I know, that's crazy. Like, I have to do both. Like, especially if it's something I don't really... Like, it's different if it's, like, Just a page... Just for pleasure. Yeah, exactly. But if something that I had to read, like... Well, I, obviously, I'm able to read without an audiobook. <laughs> but if I want to read in a pleasant way, I will read plus audiobook. Both. I need both. Mm -hmm. And if I look away from the page, I stop paying attention, too. It's like... Suddenly, I have ADHD when I'm reading wow. things. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I only listen to audiobooks for this style, like okay. self-help or, like, information mm. books that, like, I'll listen because it's, like, a podcast yes. vibe. But if it's fiction, I never want to listen to that on yeah. an audiobook. That makes me sad. I so, got Audible when I had a concussion, though. So that was helpful. That's Really true. helpful if you can't be looking at screens or something. I feel like, it, it, you know, I see the benefit of audiobooks. I enjoyed this process, this experience. I came into this thinking, I know so much about attachment theory. Yes. Like, we talk about it all the time. We've definitely said anxious. We've definitely said avoidant before on this podcast. Those are terms we're very comfortable with. But I thought I knew everything, like, whatever. Yeah. But I came into this and I actually learned a lot mm -hmm. um before we get into it i want to hear what the dream was oh yes okay so i had a dream last night and i remember getting up to pee and i was like i have to remember this so we were driving and i was driving really fast and we were going through red lights like my mom and i had just gone on a road trip and it was kind of a similar route but it was esme and i i'm driving she's in the car i don't know how to drive famously but in, but in this moment i'm in somehow in my head, even though I'm driving, you're the passenger, you're also kind of driving in my head, even though not really. Okay. Like, in some like way. Like, we're both kind, kind of, of driving. Yes, but in the wow. same car. So, it's nighttime. It's a metaphor for our friendship. <laughs> friendship. We're both driving <laughs> in the same car. <laughs> That's funny. So, we're driving, um, and we're going through, like, kind of rural, like, Vermont, I would say, or Quebec, where it's, like, um, you can go like 80 um, kilometers an hour, but there are stop signs in between. So it's like one of those country roads and I'm blowing through stop signs and we're blowing through them because we're both drunk. 
Oh, okay. We're, we're drug driving. We're drunk driving. And I've never driven drunk before, so I don't know. But I remember being panicked, and we get to the border. And at, he's like, we're at, drunk driving and going through the border? <laughs> yes. Okay. And we get to the border, and the guy, I'm like, oh my god, what have I done? Like, why are we both drunk? And I'm realizing I'm the only one in trouble because I was the only one actually driving. <laughs> I'm realizing in this moment you're just drunk bastard. Kind of, I'm like, shit, wait, I've broken the law. You haven't really... Um, you thought we were in this together. Yes, and I was like, a, a DUI? Like, I can't do that. I'm really thinking all these things. And we get up to the guy, and he's like, I saw you blew through these stop signs. Like, there was cameras. Or the, like, and the red lights. And he was like, just slow down. Just stop doing that. And we were like, oh, okay, no worries. And I was like, if he asks us if we've been drinking, I can't say no. And he didn't ask us. He was like, have a good night. And we, like, walked through this thing that we had to walk through, got back in the car, and then drove home. Beautiful. It was- <laughs> Yeah, it was really... So, the lesson is, yes, drunk driving? <laughs> I don't know what the, what the takeaway should be. Yes. We've been really pro-drunk driving on this podcast, and maybe we should lean away. We should lean away. Enough of that. It was really stressful. Yeah, maybe no drunk driving because no. you feel guilty. Yeah. <laughs> it's a risk, so don't do it. <laughs> okay, back to attachment theory. So, I've, I, I started reading the book. I feel like I've been just like... You know, as I've said, not really in my dating vibe. Mm -hmm. Been taking space away from it. Been very staying indoors, protecting my peace, going to bed at 11 o'clock. And then I got very sick during reading week. And so I didn't leave my house for days. And very much protecting my peace and listening to this audiobook because I'm like, you know what, I need to work on... The next time I start dating, yeah. I don't want to be a mess like I was in the summer and yeah. felt awful and out of control. So I'm like, what are ways I can feel more in control? Listen to self-help books. I start listening. And if you're not aware, even though I think most people are aware with like the basics of like, yes, there's three like popular attachment styles. There's secure where you're healthy. You are not afraid of intimacy. Yes. And you're also like not insecure so you don't like if you're not always thinking like wondering oh does my partner really love me or like letting insecurity get in the way of your connection Mm -hmm. you feel like confident about your connection and you're also like not trying to make distance between you and your partner yes then there is wait but what i've also note with secure is like this kind of sounds idealistic but what i think i understand about secure is that there's also moments of anxiety moments when you question that it just doesn't overshadow your whole connection like you can have those anxious moments the well you um express your needs when when you have so it's like for example if you're feeling like oh i feel kind of bad in this moment because you did this instead of like uh, a way that a an anxious person would react is that they would get defensive and mean. Like okay, they'd be yeah. like, uh, like, oh, you ignored me all day. I when you come home, I'm going and like didn't answer my text. I'm gonna be like a bitch to you yeah. and be mad. But uh, a secure person would when that person comes home, they'd be like, oh, I needed you today and you weren't there. Like, yeah, just, like, one? communicate that need and then wouldn't create a fight out of it. Yeah. So, like, that's an example. Or also they, like, make it really clear in the book, too, that, like, even secure couples fight. Like, fighting is normal and healthy and it's not, like, that uh, that your goal should be no fighting because no one's yeah. not going to fight and you should fight. Like, that's a moment of, like, negotiating the terms of your relationship or seeing how you often yes. people feel closer after a fight, even if it's over a really small thing. Yes. Um, and is it true or not true that the beginnings of relationships do come with anxiety? Um, 
Uh, they well, what they say yes. in this, um, I, I, they kind of, they, they say that like, uh, beginnings. You should, if you're feeling anxiety at the beginnings of a relationship, you should voice it right away. Yeah. And like, cause they're like, but that I would say is more of an anxious thing okay. than it would be anyone else. I okay. think secure people don't feel as much anxiety right away. Okay. In the beginning of a relationship. So like, that's also important to keep in mind. Yes. Um, but they would say that if you're feeling anxious at the beginning of the relationship, I think a lot of anxious people are like, oh, it's too soon. Like, I can't express. Yeah. Like, I've done this before where I'm like, oh, I, I, like, you know, in the summer, for example, I'm taking, I was like seeing this guy and I was getting really anxious. Yeah. And, but I was like, oh, we've never discussed the terms of our relationship. Like, it's too soon that I could express this anxiety towards him. So I would just express it to my friends and like put it to other people and act crazy whenever we were apart and then with him act like everything was fine and I was totally cool with how things were going yes but they would say to actually express that anxiety to him and be like I feel bad right now because blah 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 and I need this security I need this or blah blah blah. because they're saying like okay yeah perhaps that the outcome of that would have been him being like well this isn't that serious I don't see a future in this like relationship and therefore I don't feel the needs to respond to your mm-hmm. needs um and then you just like then you know already and you can let go of this connection because it isn't what you're looking for or isn't right for you and what you need mm-hmm. or he would have like responded right away and been like oh okay then let me do this like like that would have been the built yeah so they they say that if you're actually an anxious person to say all the worries yeah as they come right away because the sooner you deal with them earlier on in a relationship the sooner you like express all those worries and they respond and if they're secure or they're capable of it and they respond to those worries and show that they hear you and will yes. respond to them then you'll actually have less worries as an anxious person later on and so oh. then you can relax and like you, you you're not going to be constantly this anxious okay so if, even if you're in a place where you're kind of like you can tell they don't know where it's going be like like i don't know if we know exactly where this is going but i'm anxious about like this this and you like withdrawing your affection or whatever whatever then like they'll be able to respond like well they 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 say that basically i don't know i found it like a lesson because i feel like all the times like like you i would probably think oh it's too soon yes yeah like um like expectations on them it's like too soon to put my emotions onto them like we don't know what we're doing and yeah yeah uh whatever but they're kind of saying like it's more of like a sign of whether it should continue or not by how they respond to that because yeah. you're already feeling bad like yeah. it, so it's not fun anymore for you so it's yeah. not like you're okay with how because if you're gonna stay quiet like i did like yeah. and not express any of my anxieties you're actually doing the terms of the relationship just on their terms and not what you need because oh. none of your needs are being responded to and so you're not happy you're not feeling good and if it was really the type of relationship you wanted when you express those needs they would respond yeah appropriately and actually like hear you out but if they and if they don't if they are like i actually can't do that and this is how i see our relationship then you have the knowledge and you can take that and decide to oh. end it or something it's kind of like they That's say why this would only work with a secure person for us like there's well, yeah. no avoidant person that would but they're they're kind of putting like no matter what 
if if they respond badly at this point, they're going to respond badly in the future. Like you're you're, yeah, you're saving yeah. yourself from pain. No, totally. Because if you continue this connection on their terms, yeah. then you're just always going to feel bad, yeah. and you're going to be spending time and energy in a relationship that isn't actually right for you. Because what they can give and what you need are two different. Yeah. You're not on the same page. No, totally. So yeah, I mean, I've only defined secure so far. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I have so many questions. Keep going. Yeah. Secure is great. It's secure, and then there is. So secures express their needs. Yes, secures express their needs, and also are responding to their partner's yes. needs. Yes. Okay. And um, conflict is not like the end of the world. That's another thing uh, that's really interesting. It's like secures when when anxious people will internalize. Like for example, uh, a partner becoming distant, they'll be like, "Oh, they hate me." Yes, yeah. Something about me. Yeah. I did something wrong. I'm unattractive. Like, they'll make it internal. Uh, a secure person will be like, oh, they're going through something. It's yes. not really about me. And yes. so they won't internalize things, and they'll be able to, like, give the healthy distance. Yes. Um. So, yeah, I, I feel like secures are just, like, sure about themselves, but also responding to their partner's need, and also not afraid to express their own needs because they don't see it as, like, and I'll be... Like, I think anxious people are like, if I express this need... um it's either the end or like you know like that's how it feels like really like there's a lot playing on that um so then let's go on to anxious uh attachment style so an anxious attachment style is kind of like you you constantly are doubting whether your partner really wants to be with you you're doubting if they love you you always feel like you care more like you want to be way closer than they want to be close to you Mm -hmm. and uh you can perceive any like you're more sensitive to changes in moods from your partner and you you'll you'll internalize it right away and you can be like you need reassurance all the time like you need constant reassurance and reminders that like your partner is there for you i find that with like um even just phrases like learning in communication at work I learned how to be, I could do this with people I'm not romantically involved in, but when things get all anxious, I can't really. But if someone's like, oh, oh my God, you know how sometimes people will be like, if they're trying to denote that you've gained weight, they'll just be like, oh, or they'll just be like, oh, you're eating more today. Like you're hungry or whatever. Or they'll be like, oh my God, your body or something. And just like those small things. I can't even think of another example. But if I hear that, I hear like you're fat and I'm not attracted to you anymore. Mm -hmm. but I'm like that is not like I've seen people talk about like secure people will talk about something their boyfriend said along those lines not trying to express that they're fat and they're just like oh yeah well I was more hungry because I did my thing or like I don't know it's just not personal but to me it's like an attack and then I'm like frozen for like two hours like just trying to be a person but like disassociating (laughs) like we're walking around I'm like yeah this is fine everything's fine and then it's just like you're ice cold and like angry and like retaliating anxious attack like you're way more likely to get like defensive angry like um instead of you also think there's this like belief that like maybe your partner should read your mind yeah get angry when they don't mm. so if you're feeling bad and you're not expressing that you're feeling bad but you're starting like it's building up like you feel like your partner's not responding to like your need for reassurance but you're not even really properly expressing yeah. the need for reassurance but and then once they are there you just get mad at them and you push them away because you're yeah. just like angry that they didn't like that you've been suffering and they're not like yes. there to like help you yeah. um so like i anxious attachment is just kind of like also a lot of fear of abandonment yes also this belief that like even when you're single anxiously attached people 
end up being more preoccupied with the idea of like you like a, a secure person will believe like oh okay I'm single and not like think about it too much or like get worried that they'll never find someone because they're like okay I, I'm single right now yeah. sure but eventually I will yeah. be in a stable relationship I will find someone mm -hmm. I'm not worried about that yeah when uh an anxious person is like either they'll stay in relationships that don't really serve them because they believe no one else will want them yes. if they are single again yeah. or they'll be like even when they are single they're so they become so preoccupied with romance and the pursuit of love because the belief is like a scarcity mindset that like yeah. they won't find it that they're always going to be left and that so yes. they they it gets in the way of like and then when they do like they say like when a like when you've been like you saying like oh the beginning of relationships are super an yes. anxious inducing like like stressful yes but like for a secure person it won't overtake their life like because they are like oh i feel good about this person and this person feels and i think this person feels good about me i can go to work and think about other things oh my god and, imagine and do things imagine. and like maybe they'll come up in my mind but it's not like overtaking my life yes. but like me like if i'm at the beginning like again i'm always going to refer to the summer because it was such yeah, a bad yeah. experience but like when i was like beginning to date this guy it became like it overtook my whole life like even when i was not with him that's all i thought about because i was just so anxious and i was yes. like i could lose this at any moment and it you and whenever they like weren't pulling away you became even more preoccupied and anxious and so it was all i talked about it was all i could think about yes. it was everything and so anxious people become preoccupied by romance way more than like a secure person yes. and so it seems like we're obsessed with romance but really it's just like we feel so anxious and insecure yeah. that it takes over and unless we're with a secure person who like once we're, we start to get the, like, if I was, if the guy I was dating in the summer was not so, like, emotionally unavailable and, like, avoidant yeah. and, like, responded to my texts, like, when they needed to and yeah. all these things, I wouldn't have, like, I could have gone with my day and thought about other things. Yes, but because yeah. I was always, like, I am so unsure where we stand, that's all I could think about. Yes. Um, so. Yeah. I This reminds me, sorry, of couples therapy just because there was this moment where this one woman she had like trauma what's interesting about those like core beliefs that we're putting on to these situations is that they like come from trauma so she was basically taking her husband was like oh i'm gonna get up at 8 a.m i had to go to this funeral on sunday for a co-worker like someone he didn't know that well but like whatever someone in his office and she was like ah uh, like sh because he never wakes up early on saturdays for her like to do, she's like, I wanna go apple picking or whatever. He would know, he's like, I wanna sleep in on Saturdays. But he was waking up early for this funeral. She was like, you're telling me I'm nothing to you. And <laughs> like, I don't matter at all to you. And Orna, like the therapist was like, you're taking a neutral situation and you're coloring it in like bold letters, rainbows. Like that's not actually what's happening even though those feelings are real. And I feel like a lot of the times, um, it's like you have to think about like what's being said and what you're hearing like I can think about a time when I was full anxious attachment when a guy was like oh I was like I thought you just wanted to be friends he goes I thought we could be like friends who explore and I heard I I won't ever see long term with you even though that was not at all what he said but I took a neutral situation and like painted it with my insecurities mm-hmm so I feel like that's just like the anxious is like taking all these blank statements that are 
trigger something in you like your triggers and not recognizing them as triggers recognizing them as reality yeah but i think it's like the other thing is like i feel like anxious people put a lot of like you know like i gotta do the work i've got to like work on not being triggered which is true like you do have to recognize that and be like okay like i need need to calm down like like you said like this is more of a neutral the statement it's not really about me like Mm -hmm. it's just them saying something yeah but you feel like you internalize it but i think it's also that the uh that uh secure people if you if you were in a like doing this with a secure person they would recognize that this triggers you or they would recognize that you're triggered and like comfort you and then try to explain how they saw it comparatively but if you're with an avoidant person they're not going to notice those change in your panic and so i think like that's like i think it's just like a uh I feel like the a need for secure yeah a partner a secure wow. partner who can, can listen to like notice because it's like it's a lot to expect like you know I feel like I felt so much guilt for being an anxiously attached person and being someone who panics so easily in these situations but it's a lot to expect yourself to be like complete like be in such like distress but then also act perfectly maturely and yes. like do all the work yeah like part of it is also in your partner noticing that and yeah like, and if you and that's what you try so hard to camouflage it in that moment of you want to hide, hide it. i want to hide i tried to ex- appear so chill yes and as no, if i never thought about that uh, him like i that's i wanted to i you know i was like trying to paint myself as like the chill girl who's totally fine with this situation and not as if like I thought about it every single second of every day and cried about this already like I didn't want to seem that way at all but it's doing a disservice you think you're like just prolonging because you think you're going to push them away if you show the truth yes you actually show that you care and that you've experienced emotions about this you think you're going to push them away um when a secure person is not afraid of that like that's the other thing like like the you know that expressing their needs like I, I think anxious people and avoiding people are afraid to express their needs and like that's something they have in common um because they think like uh avoiding person just thinks they don't need people so yes. they don't express their needs and then an anxious person thinks i know i need people and i need but i think i'm going to push people away yeah. if i express this and show that i'm difficult yes um because you're just so anxious people are so afraid to be difficult to love yes but i feel like in this moment when i'm like hooking up with someone for the first time it's one it's a completely let's stop and have this conversation when like to Uh, sometimes if maybe it's not totally i don't know if this is just anxious again pushing people away but it's not totally appropriate like a baby step would be just like curiosity instead of like at first like what do you mean by that if you're triggered by i think like uh like honestly the biggest lesson i've learned from this is to really show effective communication as early as possible yeah because this fake thing that we put up thinking that we're like being chilled or just doing social norms too yeah. or we're we're going the way it's not like they gave an example of this girl who who they claim has a secure attachment style and they were like okay oh she has slept with 11 people in her life mm-hmm. and then and she says every single one of them wanted to pursue a long-term relationship with me um we can't relate i cannot relate <laughs> not really it would be really sad to go through every person i've slept with and what they thought of me oh my god i don't want to know <laughs> let's not do that let's not do that <laughs> um let's not do that no. let's not but 
Uh, yeah, like she says, yeah, like every guy has wanted to pursue and um, every guy has texted her the next day or checked in with her like right away after they've, they've slept together. And you know, like I feel like we are like, oh, that's too much. We think that's too much to expect. Um, <laughs> I cannot be putting that standard on these men like it's like so much of it is fed about like what we like is the norm in our like surroundings and our society and I feel like as like especially with hookup culture being more popular and us being in our early 20s we think we're like wow isn't that crazy if like after having sex with someone like I expect him to text me right away the next day like you know when you text me and you're like oh the guy hasn't texted me like even if it's like not even that we want something serious with that yeah. but it just feels like it's disrespectful like, it feels disrespectful but we're like we're we instead we're trying to be like no that's just me being insecure like I have to calm that down and yeah. be like whatever and let it go and we're, we're we're trying so hard to be like we have to let go of everything and not expect anything from anyone so yeah I it's like we deny the fact that like yeah sex even if we're some like neither of us are against the idea of casual sex i think casual sex can happen and can be to your benefit and yeah um, good but i also think that like even in casual sex we cannot deny the fact that sex is a really vulnerable act yeah and really like um and especially like as a woman it feels really awful to have sex with someone and for them to not follow up with you yeah or if they do follow up with you it's like so much later and they act and they're being like you just feel like shitty and Mm -hmm. used in that moment and like you're like oh i thought like i feel like almost every time i've had sex with someone i think it's special in the moment even if i think it might be casual Mm -hmm. but and like and you think that like at least and you sometimes feel fooled that guys are trying to put that image on to like to make this moment special but then it turns out it's not and you're like what the mm-hmm. fuck happened but yeah i think like they they give this idea like i feel like now uh, i always uh, in that situation i'm like oh i can't act crazy i can't and it's also the advice i get from friends like friends have given me the advice of like oh if a guy hasn't texted me right away they're like oh just don't think about it like let it go <laughs> that's not like, a thing you can do yeah like all my friends tell me that they're like oh hey yeah it's the next day of you sleeping with him like just let it go like you know it's not too late like he'll text you maybe eventually like don't worry yeah. about it just focus on your friends or other things but i would argue now after reading to this book I'm not going to give that advice to people. Yeah. Because I think it's not, like, honest. And I also think it's just, like, not realistic. Like, we're putting all... I feel like as a society, we expect a lot from anxious people. Like, we expect for people to let things go, not expect anything from other people. But that's just not true. We're dependent on other people. Mm -hmm. We're always in relation to other people. Yes. And it's not crazy to expect things from people. And I feel like we're, we're taught so much to let things go. Don't expect anything don't lower your expectations like just like be so good and independent on your own but this book really is like truly gives the vibe of like first of all that dependency is normal Mm -hmm. and to not fear it and that if you're fearing it and you think you need to be this all independent person it's more of a sign of you having avoidant attachment styles or it's a sign of like if you're an anxious person you know every time i've like opened myself to dependency i've been so badly hurt that now i'm so like yeah me being like i don't want to date right now i don't want to date it's because i'm so afraid of losing control again and having someone else determine some of my happiness and i always view it as so wrong like I, I think I've always blamed myself in those moments of like, uh, I've always been like, oh, you know, I've ruined every connection because of my 
me being like putting too much meaning into it and being anxious but it's like no that they also had played a role in it yeah. like them acting certain ways triggered me and like I, I I can't put everything on me and I think that's like so I think in this situation of like you just slept with someone casual or like maybe it's early on you don't really know where it's going yeah I think and they don't text you the next day and you feel shitty and you then text them. You text them. And so. and you also be like, and I think you can put that um, standard there. Be like, hey, like, I would need communication. Yeah. You know, like, it's not a crazy thing because if. It, I think be sassy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, they don't know. They say being, that's an anxious tool. Because also they say. Okay, yeah. Like, I'm like, say, be I'm like, mean. Okay. I need hand cream so bad. My hands are drying up at the seams um no they they say that like playing games for example is an anxious person's tool because you think you can manipulate the situation you think you can manipulate someone into wanting you you think that your actions have more um have way more and it's true i see myself do this where i'm like oh i texted him this many times like that meant this is what ruined it was me doing this like you think your actions have so much you think every little move has so much power over how the situation is going to play out. So if he doesn't text you for a day after you have sex, the next day, what are you texting him? You can text him and be like, hey, I had a good time with you. Just like seeing if we're on the same page. Like I'd rather like like that to me. Like I'd rather we get like some communi- like you communicate with me after. Or like yeah. something like you can put the standard of like me doing this. Like, it doesn't feel good not having... And if they're open and emotionally available and not an avoidant, they're going to respond and be like, oh my god, like, yeah, like, of course, like, I get that. And then you can avoid feeling shitty if you see each other again and have sex and then they, like, do fall... Like, you know, like, there's just, like, a a way that then... And if they respond negatively or ignore that message, then you learn quickly, like, that's not a person for me. Yeah. Like, because they're... I'm always going to feel shitty every time I see him. Mm-hmm. And do I want to do that? Yeah, no. Totally. So it, it, it's like, it's a win-win no matter what. And I think we, and it, it's like, I feel like the lesson is like as early on as possible, see if that person can respond to your needs in small ways. Yes. And just see that really quickly. Cause if you, if you, the longer you drag it out by trying to play it cool and not express any needs and not see if how they respond to them, then if you're actually like deeper in it and it's been like a few months, it's gonna hurt so much more. Like you're just gonna experience so much more pain for no reason. Yeah. And I still haven't explained what an avoidant is, so maybe okay. this is the time. It's the moment. Um. Yeah. So the avoidant uh, attachment style is that like intimacy scares them, and so becoming closer they like an an avoidant like can be in relationships but they're always going to try to create some sort of distance like in a healthy secure relationship you're not scared to intermingle your lives you're not scared to become dependent on one another you're not scared to become kind of one Mm -hmm. but in a avoidant style they were like okay yeah we can be in this relationship but i need clear boundaries and space and and they're always going to kind of try to, cr- to keep their space and if they feel threatened or something they're going to do deactivating strategies to create more sp- 
like space between you either they'll pull away affection they'll like not talk to you or communicate to you they'll try to not be with you for days or they'll even just physically like they they're more likely to not have sex with their partners like because they, uh. they're trying to create distance it, like intimacy scares them and feels like a threat and so they'll create like it, it's shown that like out of all attachment styles um avoidance are the most likely to not have sex with their um partners like the, they'll find it because it's a way to easily create space in a relationship oh is to just like not be physically intimate and so it's Ew. kind of what Ew. i know it or if they do like they'll use um they're more likely to use fantasy or like but use it in a way to create distance like they can't see like affection and kissing and love as the same with sex when like secure people can kind of intermingle sex and intimacy intimacy and love as one they can't and so it's just like a weird um thing that they can do they'll maybe they're way more likely to find flaws in their partners um because they you know they want to create distance and so they'll they'll find they'll pick at little things in their partners and they'll always find an issue with them and like they'll they'll be able to um i so then they can like the issue is in the relationship is always in their partner being too needy they'll use those terms like that person's too needy or too clingy when like secure and anxious people will never use those terms Mm -hmm. like like because it's normal to be need have needs like that's kind of what i've learned throughout this is like if someone's perceiving you as too needy or clingy they're probably avoidant yeah um because also it's like the avoidance feeds into neediness and clinginess because people people are only as needy as like their unmet needs that's uh-huh. a literal quote from the book and that's just so true yeah it's like when you're actually being feel secure you're not going to be like do you love me because you know they love you and yeah. they tell you they love you, you know like that's yeah. uh, an important thing to like keep in mind is that like avoidance feeds into creates neediness and creates clinginess yes um yeah and so i i would say also uh avoidance tend to uh once they break up with someone they tend to get over it a lot quicker because they never like you know fully committed to it truthfully and so they can get back into the playing field right away yeah they also tend to have this idea they 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 either have like a phantom ex often like a person that from their past that they'll conjure up as being like oh that person was the perfect person Mm -hmm. and then like use that to put down whoever out they're dating in the current moment but usually it's just someone that's so far away that they're the into the fear of intimacy is so not true like they can't they're not close to them so they can idealize them now with distance Mm-hmm. or else they can also have the idea of the one is really popular with avoidance because they're like oh remember ken yes ken did this <laughs> where it's like oh all my relationships have failed not uh, ken from the barbie movie ken from our episode um she almost had sex with kaya gerber go listen to the end of that episode if you want to know what an anxious or sorry avoidant, avoidant um Man. obsessed with the one is yes, yes. okay sorry yes. but you kind of believe like oh all my relationships aren't working out but it's not like me who's the issue or anything <laughs> it's that i just haven't found the one like i love that I, avoidance could do that and it's avoidance annoying. will be like oh every time i'm in an intimate situation or in a relationship i feel icky and pull back 
But once I meet the one, I'll be all in and totally commit and I'll be fine. And so it's just like this idea that it's like, it's always, it's never a problem with them and their attachment style. It's always a problem with the other person. And so they'll do that a lot. And like, this is the other thing is that avoidance never date other avoidance. Yeah. um, Because there's just like not enough, like, because if, two avoidant people are dating, neither of them are going to put the effort to keep dating. Mm-hmm. So there's not enough glue or, or intimacy there to keep it going. So it sucks because in the end, most of the time, avoidants end up dating anxious uh, attachment style people. Yes. And they like attract and they attract each other. It's like, you know, cat and mouse situation. They love each other. And and it really is painful because obviously... It's an endless chase. Yes. It, an avoidant will constantly trigger an anxious. An anxious will never feel reassured. Will mm-hmm. always feel like anytime an because an anxious person wants to become as close as possible. The avoidant wants to create as much distance as possible. And so every time the avoidant p- pushes back, the anxious gets more anxious and tries to create a distance, like bridge that gra- gap. And then it just keeps going, mm-hmm. keeps going, and it causes endless conflict, insecurity. Like it's just like painful for no reason yes um and it sucks because obviously me and zoe have had our fair share of dating avoidance Uh, and it and it as anxious girlies and it's very painful it's great (laughs) it's very painful and we're like okay like i don't understand like i feel like i've never dated a secure man or like i don't know if i've really come across that and it's just like but it's that and, and apparently according to this book 50% 50% of the population is secure. Yes. But you know what? This actually made me reflect on so much. So many people in my life, like, I will often talk about kind of my suburban life and their, all the long-term relationships. And I'm just like, what is this lifestyle? Why are all these people together? Why do people expect me to have a partner? And it's just like, I'm not understanding what it means to be secure for them. And they're not understanding what it's like for me, like, at all. And I'm just like, oh... I see what's happening and like I don't know that's sort of how I got those I'm sure like with anxious it's easy exactly the belief you're saying that keeps you out of a relationship or makes it harder is like I'm not good enough kind of is the instead of they're not good enough like the avoidant I'm not good enough yeah well every action of the avoidant which it's like it's hard because the avoidant would have done it no matter what with whoever they were with yes like for example if you're if you like hooked up with an avoidant and they like ignore you for two weeks it's like you really as an anxious be like oh so there's some i'm disgusting yeah i i was too much i look disgust like everything is wrong with me you you view it as like let me look at look inward and look at everything about me and determine what it was that drove him away when really it was just the act of intimacy that drove him away yes and so he it didn't matter who you were what you did it he was going to go away yeah and so you have to be like oh this guy's just avoid and it's hard because it it really is like as an anxious you want you you really you also want an answer and it feels like an easy answer to be like well yeah. something's wrong with me and what feeds into that is like it then they find a secure person with a lot of patience who like makes them art then you're like oh well she was good enough but it's really yes. just the way yeah. she's attaching yes exactly because you know? uh, again a secure person is beneficial for both an avoidant and an anxious person yes. because a secure person 
there won't be as much friction with an avoidant person because every time like an avoidant pulls back with an anxious person the anxious person's going to get defensive and mean retaliate, yeah. and retaliate and it's going to create all this conflict and it's going to go back and forth and it's going to push the avoidant even more away it's just going to be like yeah. this endless yeah. like insecurity yeah. battle and it's just not fun but an avoidant when on but a secure person with an avoidant you know the avoidant tries to push away they're still going to act avoidant but then the secure person can be like oh i can see what they're doing yeah and not take it personally yeah and be patient like you yes. said and then yeah that can lead to like a secure person will make any dynamic better and yes. make any relationship more secure yes and and it's hard because it does feel like you're i feel like when you're in the dating field you're like okay i never met a secure person yes. who are the 50 percent well they're in relationships they're in relationships yes. that's the like wait well, but one more thing is like because i feel like i know a lot of people that are secure in like that version of my life i and they kind of because they don't understand the ang anxiety and i don't understand the secure it's just like that place of not understanding kind of even reinforced my um anxiety even more like like them not understanding and thinking oh well maybe they're is something wrong with you and then me thinking that too it's like realizing that it it's not like malicious or something it's just like kind of a misunderstanding yeah you know? yeah because it's, it's true that like avoidant people will actually be like oh she was clingy like they'll yeah. find things that were wrong with you yes. and then you'll be like okay so they think that i think that mm -hmm. so it's me but it's yeah. like no yeah no. So like re yeah exactly so i i don't know it's just like uh Again, the idea, the reason why uh, you Secures. you don't see as many secures maybe in the dating field um, is that they're they tend to be um, they tend to be uh, they're more often in relationships and if they're in relationships they're usually longer than ones of like avoidance. Yes, avoidance don't tend like they can end relationships and then also they don't need to heal from breakups. Like if you look at it, like I I do think like in my lap my only really like long-term relationship i do think it was very classic yeah. he was really avoidant i was really anxious and we would constantly like be in these conflicts because of that and like if i look at how post breakup we reacted like it's it took textbook. me it, it took me a year truly yeah. a year to get over that relationship yeah <laughs> like i i really feel that's like that's what's scary about dependency as an anxious person like you mentioned before it's like i know it's gonna take me out for the year but also <laughs> a year that's not crazy yeah. that's a normal time to heal from a breakup like yeah. i think we're fed move on be yeah. present like right away but i don't think that's like a it's actually not like a, especially for your first breakup like i think yeah. it's pretty like i think we view it as like uh we like we always are like we're envious of anxious of avoiding people yes. we're like wow look like they get over things so quickly and all this but they're also really more lonely. unhappy in relationships like they show the least relationship satisfaction because they're if you're always finding flaws in the person you're dating if you're always creating distance you never feel that connected to people yes and so you're more lonely but you're, it's like you're causing your own loneliness mm -hmm. but that's like the I, I think it's just like we view being anxious as like the worst thing to be yes but really like if you're just not in a dynamic with an avoidant person being anxious is really solvable like mm -hmm. it just requires some early 
reassurance and trust and then you'll be less anxious yeah but an avoidant person it's like they're constantly gonna have to work on it no matter what yeah and so I feel like that's like I'm more grateful for the fact that I'm not an avoidant person but like yeah so it took me a year a good solid year (laughs) to get over this relationship and like get to a point where I could date other people yeah um he I think it took him he was dating someone new by the summer we broke up like in the spring in spring yeah so he he got over the relationship really quickly (laughs) went to therapy twice went to therapy twice and said he was healed (laughs) that was a true uh a true moment so and and again like a classic thing was like when he was struggling instead of like asking me for help he wanted to see me less because he claimed in our relationship he always claimed that he did not want to see me if he was in a bad mood he didn't want to see me if he was feeling bad because why would I want to see him in that state, which is so crazy because, like, people in yeah. long term relationships know, like, that's it's not realistic to always see someone only when they're happy, mm-hmm. but he wanted that, and so we <laughs> see each other so rarely. <laughs> um, and so that's like an aside uh, of how he, like, always pushed away. He didn't want us to, um, like, sleep, like, like, spend the night. He, he, like, towards mm-hmm. like, at one point, he tried to make it so if like sleepovers were less because mm-hmm. he was like, No, we shouldn't sleep. That's probably why you care about sleepovers a lot. I care about sleepovers. I never, <laughs> I don't feel the way you do about sleepovers. Like, I'll sleep over with someone I don't like or someone I do like, and it doesn't to me, it's an intimate act. Yes, um, yeah. so they like it feels meaningful, but yes. like, I, I think, but it like, makes sense with that history. Well, because he, yeah, he would like try to, he was just trying to use ways to create distance between us and like. You know, like, the last six months of our relationships, I cried every time we saw each other because I always felt like he didn't really want me there. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's, like, you know, a classic avoidant anxious moment. And it was painful for both of us. And I think, like, you know, eventually it ended. But, you know, I always felt like I was the one who was wrong for, like, um, like, I I remember because he was, like, because he would cancel on me all the time like he would always like last minute like we would have this plan and then he felt bad so he tried to cancel and then I would cry and then he'd be like well why are we doing this again this like and I was always like oh I need to be less needy I need to see him less like Mm -hmm. and expect less from him and then this could work so I always wanted to be like it's all me I just have to change and then it will work but really it was just like our dynamic did not work work, because it's like he could be the way he is you know I'm not going to blame him for everything because it's like obviously that was just how he dealt with intimacy and how he was and a secure person wouldn't have cried every time he did you know would have been able to like been more understanding but and I really wanted to be that person, but it wasn't true to who I was yeah. and what I needed. So it's just like we needed different things and different types of people. Yes. And so I can see that now. That makes sense. But I don't know. I think it's like it's crazy looking at like, yeah, like a, a, an avoidant person can get over someone really quickly. And it, it's given me comfort to think of it that way. Because yeah. I'm like, because I've always been like, oh, it's insane the different ways that we recovered from the breakup. But I'm like, no, it makes sense with like the way we view intimacy. Yeah. How if you're an avoidant, and also that often emotions of breakups are things that won't come out till much later in life. Like you know, like it yeah. will take more to get to that point where you're actually recognizing the grief of things you've lost. Yeah. When, Absolutely. So I think like that's an interesting, but I it's also given me hope that like. I know I've been attracted to avoidance we both have we love I think because we think that 
it's dating should be a game and that you're trying yeah. to like it's, and unavailability it's yes. attractive it's attractive and, yeah. and the and because when they do give you a bit of attention it feels so good so much better than someone who's consistent with that attention yes like, and we're like oh this drug. person thinks i'm beautiful for this we're one moment druggies. i must be really beautiful yes totally. um and so i feel like that like you know but seeing how that just leads to more and more pain for me yes. and like recognizing that you know the actions I can take is not pick people who are and and more like I said like a more early on express needs and see how they respond to that and not feel crazy for it and that if they respond negatively see that as a sign that they're not the right person for yes. me like the girl who had those 11 people she had slept with and yes. that each one wanted a relationship with her if they hadn't texted they didn't text her the next day twice that happened to her like where they took too long to text her like two days and she just cut them out right away because she was like well clearly they're not available for me in that way yeah and to see that as like I feel like we do this thing, both of us, where as anxious girls and yeah. also just girls in their early 20s, like, obviously, we're, we think that the things we want are too much. Yes. So, I'm like, okay, yeah, I would love to be in a relationship, but whatever, when that happens, that will happen. But then when I'm in dating or pursuing connections or stuff, I'll, like put up with so much yes yeah. a behavior that was never going to lead to someone yeah. who wanted to actually commit to me in a real way yeah there's also like the game the game why you're playing the game is you're believing at the end you'll earn love like you'll yeah pass through all these obstacles it's really like an actual video game where in the end you earn love but and what's interesting is like learning to accept that you deserve affection from the start without all these hoops you know to maintain affection and that's like learned in childhood too it's like oh if i do this then i get affection my parents don't get mad if i you know whatever and you have to learn that love doesn't look like that no love is like someone responds right away like love is like uh i don't know it, it's just like it's crazy to think that like love isn't supposed to be this difficult like I, I shouldn't be that anxious at the beginning of dating someone yeah and if i am it's it is a bad sign yes and to take that and to to recognize that like i feel like it's hard because right now my belief system is that basically there only is this one type of way of dating and it's been so much of that anxious avoidant dynamic and playing with it but that just isn't true like there yeah. are people that aren't going to find me crazy for wanting basic communication yeah and if they do that's a bad sign yeah. and they can date other secure or avoidant people yeah not me not and me I, though and i feel like that's the thing it's like i i thought that i went into reading this book thinking that healing my like anxious attachment meant doing a lot of work doing a lot of work on me and my expectations and lowering them yes but actually my expectations were put raised. up high yeah, yeah raised through this because they're like it's not really like you can't really change who you are fully like yeah, yeah you can work on like not getting mad like they they say like the main thing is like once you're actually in a relationship when someone's pushing back or does something yeah. that hurts you instead of getting mad at them just communicate it yes because and like that's one thing you can work yeah. on but they they also just like but the main thing for like at the beginning stages like this like casual dating is or like starting to date someone is that you really just have to be like honest 
about what you want and need because if they're not able to meet it then that's like just you're not a match and not be like oh I'm crazy for wanting this much at this point so it's like it's almost given me more confidence that it's okay for me to have expectations yeah and um you know and I'm, I'm not gonna give that advice anymore to people when people are like oh he didn't like I'm disappointed right now and hurt by them doing this and be like whatever just let it go because no of course you're disappointed. Don't act crazy that you're not affected by people. You're affected by people. Yeah. And you can communicate that you're affected by them. And if they don't respond nicely, then you know that they shouldn't be in your life. Yeah. Be vulnerable. Let yeah. people know when you're affected. Tell your needs. Literally, I just never communicate my needs in romantic scenarios. Yes. I want to start communicating my needs. I'm thinking I want to start a new thing that we end each episode with. What? With my fancy new tarot deck. First I have the P. Um, but I want to give us and all our listeners a three-card reading for the week. Oh, Wouldn't now let's fun? do it. Okay, okay let's so we'll pause because I also need a P. Okay. The f- food? Uh, oh, no, it's the Wheel of Fortune. Oh. Force? Oh, they're all like major arcanas. Oh, that's um strength? Yeah. And <gasps> hangman. Oh my god, we got all major arcana. That's crazy. Okay, exciting. These have been shuffled pretty well. I've shuffled them a lot. Okay. Um so I guess it doesn't matter if they're upright or not. Well, I feel like they're all face. Well, they're all upright. Yeah. And they're facing you. Yeah. So the Wheel of Fortune in the past. So this is kind of like um, a, n- a new cycle. And a lot of things happening. Like but, movement. Yes. This is also like a major week for us, for you guys, just in the vibes. It feels like, though, with the Wheel of Fortune, one thing is that... Y- you sometimes it's telling you to grab onto the wheel like in the past maybe there was something you needed to do to kind of take control to spin fortune in your favor or to kind of um take the reins in some way so i feel like that's pretty reflective of what we've been talking about with like communication and anxiety and then in the kurt do you have anything to say about the wheel of fortune yeah i i would say that I, I, I agree with the... I just feel like it means, like, things that, that things are happening to make your future... Like, things that you don't even realize are in the works shaping right now. Shaping your future. That are shaping your future. Mm-hmm. And that... To keep that in mind. That yes. things are constantly in movement and constantly happening, even if you feel like maybe there's too much stillness. Yeah. And in the current energy, we have... Put your hand in a lion's mouth. This is cute. For strength. Us. Yes. So the strength card is there to tell you to be bold, um, but it can also be vulnerable. You- Express your needs. Yes. The strength is very vulnerable, bold, strong, but also, um, yeah, t- take a risk. I would say in the current energy. I don't know anything else. No, I, I just feel like it's also, I feel like strength is so much related to security and insecurity. Um, like strength reverse usually means like you're, you're, you're in an insecure moment. And so I feel like it being upright is like viewing insecurities not as something that's pulling you back, but a, a way to communicate and Yes, like you're, sh- you're strong enough to take the risk. Mm-hmm. Like we were saying before with the Wheel of Fortune, things moving in towards your future you can move them in your favor if you do take that risk 
in the current moment. And it seems like I'm kind of getting like an opportunity to to be vulnerable or to jump in some way is going to present itself. And in the future, though, like, it seems like there needs to be, well, this card means it's the hangman. It means a shift in perspective. So maybe the risk that you take, the opportunity wasn't exactly what you thought it was, or the person you were vulnerable with wasn't who you thought they were, or there's something clouding your, your vision of, um, of what's really happening. So a shift in perspective can help you see the truth, can help you see the good, can help you see the opportunity that you might be missing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's like maybe like that like that vulnerability hangover you get whenever you do open yourself up and you're immediately filled with shame. But instead, like examining why that shame is there and if it's really necessary. Yeah, maybe there isn't actually... Yeah, what's clouding your view of reality is just that, the newness of vulnerability. Okay, good vibes. And what you don't see coming, what none of us see coming this week, is the Ace of Cups, I believe. Yeah, so the Ace of Cups. So, so what you don't see... Oh, that's like emotion. Yeah, like... Relationship, passion, creativity. Yes, like this, even though you're feeling, it seems like, kind of bad when you decide when we all decide to take our small leap of vulnerability this week know that you will be rewarded and that maybe you don't see that coming and that's kind of where the hangover is coming from like the not seeing the um, fruits of your labor yet but this is like a really sweet emotional and available beginning that maybe you didn't expect um, your new vulnerability to create but it did I'm Zoe. And I'm Esme. And And we're we're too too much. much. We're just enough. We're just enough. Ooh, good enough to get back to. Bad enough to bail again. Bit too much that you can't chew. But you're gonna tell your friends. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. I, I'm too much. You're too much.